Our reading this morning, it's Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word which is alive and which speaks to us this morning. And thank you for the amazing truths we find contained within this psalm, within your word and within your character. Pray that as we unpack this final name this morning, El Shaddai, we would come to know more of who you are more of your character and your heart towards us and that we would leave this place having met with you and having encountered you afresh today. We ask for all these things for your glory's sake and in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this morning we reach the end of our series looking at the names of God you've been with us over the last few weeks and you can cast your mind back to September, you'll know that we've been looking at some of the names and titles of God as revealed in his word. And I hope, like me, you found this to be a really rich series and a really rewarding series. It's been valuable, hasn't it, to unpack together some of the incredible characteristics of who God is. Just to briefly, and very briefly, I will remind you, we looked first at Elohim, 
that speaks of God's sufficiency and glory. Then Yahweh, God's revelation of his own divine name where he declares himself to be I am. We spent time thinking of God as Abba, Father, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Shammah, God who is here with us. Then we've had Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner, Jehovah Ra'ah, God as shepherd, Jehovah Shalom, God as peace, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, and Jehovah Sidkenu, God our righteousness. What a wonderful range of characteristics of who our God is and the way he acts and relates to us. And today we find ourselves looking at the last of these names and it's a wonderful name to end this series with. Today we think about God as El Shaddai, God Almighty. It's a wonderful name to frame all that we've heard so far, all those other wonderful names and characteristics. And it's also a wonderful name within which we can look towards the Christmas season that is just around the corner. El Shaddai, God Almighty. Shaddai, as I have discovered this week as I've been resurrecting my rusty biblical Hebrew, is a funny little word, and it's one of those ones that doesn't really translate that neatly into English. In many ways, it's a word that actually has a lot of layers within it, and those layers can't be separated from one another, but there are different nuances. So Shaddai can be translated as mighty or almighty, as we see often in our Bibles, and we saw in Psalm 91 this morning, where it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, of Shaddai. That's how we translate it most often into English, and quite rightly so, because it reflects that character of God, God Almighty. But Shaddai can also be translated as overpowerer, in the sense that nothing can stop God doing what he purposes to do. So El Shaddai is God Almighty, it's also God as overpowerer, a God who cannot be thwarted in his purposes. Or Shaddai can also mean sufficient, God the all-sufficient one, the God who is enough. And it's that final layer of Shaddai, God as sufficient enough, that I want us to just think about this morning. And as we do so, I want us to be reflecting on, on this question in our own hearts as we go through Psalm 91 and think about El Shaddai as God as sufficient. And the question is this, do we truly believe and do we truly live as if God is sufficient for all of our needs? If one of his names, if part of his character is El Shaddai, God Almighty, the God who is sufficient, do we really believe that? This is a question that I have personally been wrestling with over the last few weeks, asking myself whether I really place everything into God's hands, knowing he's enough and sufficient for me. Is he fully my hope and my comfort? And as I've been wrestling with that question for myself, I've become more and more conscious just how easy it is for us to not really live as people completely reliant on God. It's so easy, isn't it, for us to fall back into relying what we can do on what we can bring 
on what we have to bring to the table. As with so much of the Christian life, this feels like it's a question almost of bridging the gap. We know more often than not in our heads that God is sufficient. We read it in his word, we sing it, we pray it, we understand that he is the God who is more than enough for us. But the trick is bridging the gap from knowing that to be true to believing it in the core of who we are and then living that to be true. And it's true that bridging that gap is hard, not least because we live in a culture and at a time where self-sufficiency is hugely emphasized. We value our ability to look after ourselves, to provide for ourselves, to achieve for ourselves. And while these aren't bad things in and of themselves, and while it is not bad to have a job or a house or some financial security, we also have to recognize that those things will never be enough for us. They will never fully satisfy us. Those are never going to be the things that give us the comfort and the peace and the protection at our deepest levels. And we know they can't be that because we know that they always leave us wanting more. We see that all too often in the world around us. Things that never fully satisfy. And ultimately what all of us on this planet are looking for is something or someone who will fully satisfy. So back to that question, do we, do I, do you believe that God is sufficient for you? Do you trust that he's enough to the point where you're able to fully live as the person he made you to be? If everything else were to be stripped away, if all that were left were your hidden life with God, would it reflect that truth that he is sufficient, that he is enough? Our passage this morning are those beautiful words from Psalm 91. A beautiful picture of life lived in the presence, in the shadow of God Almighty, of El Shaddai. There's many, many truths within Psalm 91, too many to do in one sermon. But one thing it allows us to do is to lift the lid on the life of the psalmist who proclaims in his own life that he knows God to be enough. But not only does it do that, we'll also see that Psalm 91 helps us to open our own eyes and to expand our own vision of God, of El Shaddai, to enable us to again come to see him as the one who truly provides for us in every way, the one who is completely and utterly sufficient for us. And I think it's clear that when we read Psalm 91, We're not reading a theoretical understanding of God's sufficiency. This is not a doctrinal statement. This is an experienced reality of God's sufficiency in the life of the psalmist. In fact, you could say that the first 13 verses of Psalm 91 are, in a sense, a very clear prayer. The psalmist is saying, I know God to be my refuge. I know God to be my stronghold. I know that my God, God Almighty, El Shaddai, is enough. 
Listen again to some of those wonderful words we find contained within Psalm 91. Verse 1, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 3, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. Verse 5, you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. There's a real experienced emphasis in these verses on God as protector and as rescuer, coming from a first-hand experience of what that looks like. And it's all framed, isn't it, in language that at the time the psalmist wrote these words would have had huge resonance for people in their daily lives, in their daily experiences. These were real dangers that those living in an agrarian society where territorial battles were commonplace would have regularly encountered. Pestilence and plagues, for instance, were things that risked ruining that year's harvest and the financial costs that came with that. While the terror of the night was a daily reality for all, never quite knowing what the darkness would bring. For us today, we might not be afraid of that nighttime darkness in the same way, but we might fear the darkness of our own society's deepening mental health crisis. We might not have plagues that threaten our crops in the same way that they did when the psalmist wrote these words, but we live under financial structures that are dangerously vulnerable. We might not live in fear of invasion in the same way the psalmist did, but we might fear loneliness. And note that the psalmist does not suggest that by trusting in God, by trusting in El Shaddai, that we are therefore no longer exposed to these dangers. In fact, this psalm, if anything, is an acknowledgement that we are certain to be exposed to some of these things. But the claim the psalmist is able to make is bigger. Despite all these things that are thrown at me, he's able to say, I know I can stand strong because God is with me. And God is bigger than anything that can come my way. God is El Shaddai, God Almighty, the God who is enough. And the remarkable thing about Psalm 91 is that it can become our prayer. The psalmist doesn't have a secret ability that allows him to say these things. He says them because of what he says in verse 1. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. It's the dwelling in the shadow of God that has led to the revelation that God is enough. So too we can take these ancient words and turn them into our own prayer, crying out to God Almighty, to El Shaddai, for our own protection, for our own provision. We do so knowing that truth that God is Abba, Father, one of those names we looked at earlier in the series, a Father who cares deeply about all parts of who we are, the God who redeems our lives from the pit. So Psalm 91 is a testimony of the psalmist recognizing that God is sufficient for his needs, that God is El Shaddai, God Almighty, the God who is enough. 
But Psalm 91 is not just a declaration that God is enough. It is not a one-way psalm. If it were, it wouldn't answer that question that many of us probably ask ourselves along the way. How do I know that God is enough? How do I know that God is enough? Well, Psalm 91 is also about God's promises to us, to you and to me. They're found in those last three verses, those beautiful verses that start with verse 14. Let me read them again now. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. This is El Shaddai speaking. This is the God who is totally sufficient for us. And these are his promises to us. Because he loves because you love him, says the Lord. I will protect you. I will call on you. I will answer you. These are his promises and this is how we know he is enough for us. This is God's commitment. I will deliver you. I will protect you. I will answer you. I will be with you. I will rescue you. I will honor you. I will satisfy you. I will show you salvation. These are the words God Almighty speaks over us to tell us and to show us that he is enough for us. And we know that these are not empty promises. These are not words given lip service or disposable promises that don't hold up. No, these are the words of El Shaddai. And ultimately, we we know that these aren't empty promises because we see them fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. When we look to Jesus, we see God Almighty in the flesh. In just a couple of weeks, we will celebrate and remember again the Christmas story. And remember that remarkable truth that God loved his children so deeply that he sent his son down to live among us in order to bring us back to him. In Jesus, El Shaddai comes to rescue us. In Jesus, El Shaddai steps down into our broken humanity to declare once and for all that he is enough, that he alone can satisfy. Jesus came to rescue us, to satisfy us, to protect us, to answer us, to honor us, And to show us salvation by himself becoming the vessel for our salvation. Jesus embodies these words of Psalm 91. Because as as well as being about us, they're about him as well. Because Jesus faced the darkness and temptation that we too face. And he endured. Jesus trusted God and he did not fear Because of Jesus, because of the fulfillment of these words in the life of Christ, we can all know for ourselves that God is enough for us. The psalmist talks of living under the shadow of God. Well, under the shadow of God, we are given rest. 
We are given comfort in the darkness. We become people who acknowledge the realities of life and the challenges that come our way, but recognize we do not face them alone. More so, we recognize that we face them with one who is enough. We are able, therefore, to face the dawning of each new day, whatever it may bring with it, firm in the truth that God is for us and that he is enough for us. That means we can look into the darkness that is around us or within us and know that God is enough for us to come through it. We know that in El Shaddai we have a God who is enough. This is El Shaddai. This is the God who created us, who sustains us, and who loved us so much that he stepped back down into our mess and our brokenness to live among us in order to rescue us and to invite us back to him. And because God is enough for us, because we see in El Shaddai, in his character, that he is sufficient and enough for us, and we see that fulfilled in the person of Jesus who died for us, it means we can offer everything to him, firm in the hope that he is sufficient for us. Our pain, our hurt, our needs, our desires, our longings, our joy, our brokenness, our fears... All of these things we can offer to him, to El Shaddai, to God Almighty, to the God who is enough. And we do so knowing that he is the God who is sufficient for all we need. This is our God. El Shaddai, God Almighty, the God who is enough for us. Amen.